are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 11th Thursday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer and editor at LeBron Wire, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and of course your host here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is going to be a short episode because we are planning on having another one for tomorrow in between game days. Blazers are off today, Thursday, before they go to New Orleans to face DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, and the Pelicans. And last night, on Wednesday, they had uh, a big game, I I thought, on the schedule. You know, it looked like a winnable game, one that, uh, you know, would have really boosted them a a lot in the standings, a win that they probably wouldn't get on the schedule uh, if, if you had to, you know, predict prior to the game. But they lost as the Houston Rockets did what they have done all season long. They run, they gun, they shoot the three. They have a great ball handler leading them almost the entire time. And then everybody else on the team has also played really well. Uh, And it was a, a tough loss. Portland tried to come back, but they just could not slow down the Houston offense enough. The Blazers lose 121-112. 37 points, a season high for Chris Paul with 11 assists and 7 rebounds, as well as 3 steals. A pretty masterful performance as he is, you know, that's that's what he does. That's what Chris Paul does is he, he breaks you down, he finds ways to, to beat you, and uh, he did it in a lot of different ways last night and really just dominated the Blazers from the get-go. But Eric Gordon also had a, a very good night for the Houston Rockets. He had 30 and had five three-pointers, and he also had probably one of the plays of the year uh, in the NBA this season when he missed a three-pointer in the third quarter and then chased it down and followed it with a one-handed slam. And that was uh, that was one of those plays where you're like, wow, you know, it is just they're just not going to get it done. And and Portland. Normally, one of the better rebounding teams in the league, absolutely destroyed on the offensive glass by the Rockets. Houston had 17 offensive rebounds in this one, and it was, you know, everybody from Clint Capella, who's a really good offensive rebounder, Tarek Black had a a monster game off the bench for the Rockets. He had 13 points and five rebounds. They also had uh, an insane amount of three-point plays not not three-pointers which we're accustomed to the Rockets taking but there was about seven or eight maybe even more and ones around the basket in this game they got the Blazers to go up on pump fakes they got them to jump and then they lean into them and they finished basically every time and and the Blazers really suffered from that and credit to the Rockets for you know either having some type of information or some type of scouting that says that you know the Blazers jump and they go for the block shot every time so maybe if you pump fake you'll draw the foul but also credit to them for finishing on those 
Black was was huge in that respect, six of eight from the field, and Clint Capella was also five of nine, getting some big rebounds late. and And when the Blazers needed stops, the Blazers made a nice rally in the fourth quarter. They got the lead down to three points. Evan Turner hit some big shots down the stretch to pull the Blazers to within three. But every time the Blazers got close, the Rockets would snatch the lead back with a, an offensive rebound, a second chance. Uh, there were several possessions down the stretch of this game where the Blazers stopped the first shot, but then the Rockets got another opportunity. And then there was there was one possession where they had two misses, and then it led to a second chance three for Eric Gordon, and, and, and that was you know as good as automatic for the Rockets last night. And, and the Blazers uh, just did not make enough plays to win this one on the second night of a back-to-back. Damian Lillard made his return, though. Uh, That was positive. He looked good, had a nice dunk uh, in the game as well. He had 29 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, got to the line 12 times, uh, only one of 6 from 3, but very efficient night overall for him, 9 of 16 from the field. So, Uh, Happy to have Dame back for sure. Shabazz Napier uh, was productive as well. He didn't have the three going. The Rockets' defense made things tough on the Blazers. The Blazers did not shoot the ball well from three. They did not get that many offensive rebounds. They didn't get a whole lot of second chances. Uh, Even Ed Davis uh, only had two offensive rebounds in this one. Uh, He ended up being the guy down the stretch, actually, for the Blazers in the game because he's a little bit more svelte, he's a little bit quicker, uh, a little bit more of a matchup against Capella. And uh, Nurkic sat down the stretch of that game. Nurk did not have a great night, did not uh, you know, do, do too well on the interior in this one. After having a really nice game against Oklahoma City, Nurk was 4 of 13 from the field, 8 points, 8 rebounds. He did have 3 blocks. And C.J. McCollum with another good game. He continues to shoot the ball well, continues to score 24 points, 4 assists. And I mentioned the big shots down the stretch from Evan Turner. Turner had 18 points in this one, 7 of 11 from the field. He continues to shoot extremely well. And actually, someone dug this up uh, on the NBA Reddit page. And uh, got a lot of a lot of attention, and this actually went up yesterday before the game when he had an even better game. And since the uh, truck crash, uh, the the the, the semi truck that went into the back of to his backyard, and uh, when he was waiting to go to practice or shoot around before a Blazer game in December and the truck crashed into his pool and there was a whole thing about it. Uh, since that moment, he, they'd played 10 games up until yesterday and he was shooting 56% from the field. He was shooting 50% from three and his points per 36 minutes had jumped by three. And that, so his differential, his Differential went up 15 points from the field goal from field goals and went up almost 30 points in the three-point shooting category. And obviously, this is just coincidental, but it is pretty funny that he has started to. I, I attributed it to 2018, 
but uh, apparently I'm a little late on that, that apparently Evan Turner has been shooting even better since the car crash into his backyard, which is pretty wild. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long it stays. We'll see how long Turner continues to contribute. But Turner, last night, in the clutch, Blazers needed a bucket. They're denying Dame. They're denying CJ. They get the ball to Turner in the post. And he's looking very comfortable. He's scoring the ball. And, and he looked uh, like he should have been out there. You know, he really delivered for the Blazers in the clutch. And had the Blazers been able to maybe get a defensive rebound or two, maybe they would have been able to win that game but they just did not do a good job of keeping the Rockets off the offensive glass. And the Blazers have been a good defensive rebounding team for most of the season, but the Rockets have been one of the best teams in the league all season long. And, you know, they showed why last night. And they did that without James Harden, who is still out with a hamstring injury. We'll see when he gets back, but the the Rockets really showing that they made the right decision by trading for Chris Paul because now that the the injury happened to Harden, they've got Paul there to kind of shepherd the rest of the team. And even though he's not the same player that he has been, you know, he and and he's still Chris Paul. And last night he had one of those great Chris Paul games. And uh yeah, this team's gonna be dangerous in the playoffs. I know that Golden State uh lost last night and this isn't really about Golden State losing last night they didn't have Steph they didn't have Clay but Houston is is mighty good you know they, they got two guys that can score on just about anybody in the league in Paul and Harden Eric Gordon looks really really good uh he really dominated the Blazers looking as spry as ever uh looking really athletic looking much more athletic than he did when he was in New Orleans with their terrible training staff and uh, th- this Rockets team is going to be a problem for teams in the postseason, I think. And, and, and that is uh, something, I mean, it's, it's obviously you don't want to lose in the road, but this is one of those games where you're like, okay, the Rockets have been one of the best teams in the league all season long. Chris Paul has always played well against the Blazers. And uh, this was, you know, kind of a repeat uh, of all those things. And, and so now the Blazers look to New Orleans where they will face off against the Pelicans who have struggled a little bit as of late. They uh, have been kind of on again, off again, and giving teams outside of the playoff race a, a chance to hope uh, in the postseason. So Portland, likely they'll still have Dame. Didn't hear anything about Dame not feeling well, but at the same time he – had the calf strain against Atlanta, played in that game, and then sat the next two. So we'll, we'll see what happens with him uh, on Friday night. It seems like everything is going to be good, but uh, they've got New Orleans on Friday. And as I mentioned, New Orleans is letting teams kind of creep back into the uh, playoff picture, the Clippers last night with a huge, huge win for their playoff hopes. Lou Williams had 50 points uh, against the Warriors, and the, the Clippers are only one game back of the Pelicans in the loss column. And, you know, actually we'll go around the rest of the West here. Uh, the Denver Nuggets lose to the Hawks last night uh, at home uh, in a pretty disappointing game. For them, that's their third straight loss. So Denver 
slipping a little bit. Oklahoma City also got beat pretty badly by Minnesota last night in Minnesota. That's their third straight loss. So the Blazers uh, get some help from the, the rest of the teams that they're playing against or that they're fighting with for that fifth seed perhaps in the Western Conference. It's looking more and more like that's going to have to be their best hope because as we're looking at the standings here, Minnesota is now four games up on the Blazers, which we are still 40 games uh we still have 41 games left in the season so maybe you know i think that's more of a pipe dream but they i think fifth is probably going to be the real best shot for this blazers team in the postseason to get a good seed and to avoid one of those top teams in the western conference in the first round of the playoffs and give themselves a chance to win a round and 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 the blazers now are kind of benefiting from the swoon that they had a little bit uh, in December, where now some of these teams are are struggling, they're they're having a tough time, and this is the 82 game season, and and this is why you know the defense has been so encouraging, the the consistency on that end has been nice because it it helps them survive things like this, and and also the the continuity to an extent because. Oklahoma City has struggled, but they've never really gone through any struggles together, whereas the Blazers have had plenty of struggles together, and they haven't really, you know, by all accounts, the locker room has still been pretty together, they haven't really gotten down on anything, and they, they've usually kept their head up, and, and, and that's probably because they all know each other, and they've been through this with, aside from Nurkic, you know, they, they've been through some things together on this team and you look at Oklahoma city and there's lots of uncertainty there. There's a lot of speculation about, you know, whether Sam Presti is going to decide to pull the plug, whether he's going to put Paul George on the market, because that's what Oklahoma city does with their assets. When they might lose them for nothing is they try and get value. And, and that has happened with the Ibaka trade, with the Harden trade, the, the thunder are, that, that's that's very much their mo, and and they have Russell Westbrook locked up for five more years. So they, this is not the end all. You know, they they want to win a championship. They want to be in that contention. But if things continue to backslide, if they can't get it together, and I, they've also been hurt by the injury to Andre Roberson, which has definitely hindered their defense in the past few games and maybe once they get him back then they'll kind of stabilize but uh there's tons of you know things swirling especially you know on the Cleveland front the Cavs uh are looking to add someone but only a star to part ways with that Brooklyn draft pick and uh you know I'm not the first and I'm not the last that's going to point out that Paul George could potentially you know if, if he's available and and the Nets or the the Thunder, excuse me, are already planning on next season that Brooklyn pick, which could potentially be you know the number one pick because they're pretty close right now with the rest of the bottom of the league. Atlanta wins yesterday; they had the worst record. Brooklyn right now is at fifteen and twenty six. That could be a move that that Cleveland wants to make. If Oklahoma City wants to talk Paul George, I think that's something that uh, the Cavaliers will definitely look at, and uh, that that I think is something to watch uh, because it, it seems like things 
were going really well for Oklahoma City. They were on a little bit of a roll, and now they're back into this lull. And uh, obviously those questions are going to come when uh, you have guys in a contract year like you do with Paul George. So that is something to watch for in the Western Conference. Minnesota continuing to string wins together. They uh, have looked really good lately. That's going to be a really tough game for the Blazers. They handled Cleveland the other night. Granted, Cleveland has these moments ever since they got LeBron back because, as I guess the Warriors showed last night, when you go to the finals that many years in a row, it's hard to stay engaged every game in the regular season, and sometimes those nights happen. Those nights have happened against the Blazers with the Cavs uh, many times over the years. Uh during you know this time of year this winter january february lull right before the all-star break because uh this is you know the holidays are over now and it's all you know now it's 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 really a grind to get to the all-star break and uh this is uh going to be a tough stretch but minnesota on the other hand, is looking really good. It looks like they're thriving. It looks like they're playing through some of those struggles. So I think we're seeing lots of diff- diverging paths here in the league where you have teams like Minnesota stringing wins together. Portland has an opportunity to take advantage of a struggling Pelicans team and get a win, and then that would give them an even road trip against four teams that were in the playoff picture then you look out east you got a team like miami who they struggled for a lot of the the first part of the year they couldn't make anything to go now they're getting shots to go them playing harder than everybody is starting to catch up with the schedule and that is getting them wins in the win column and i think if if nothing else you can hope for that from the portland standpoint of things because I've said this before, I think Portland is a little bit like Miami in the sense that they have a culture, they know who they are, and they play really hard, they're young, and they have a tendency, at least in the past couple of years, they have a tendency to get better as the year progresses, and I think that is what you want from the Blazers. But that is going to do it for this edition. It's a short one. Hopefully we're going to have Corbin Smith on later on Friday before the game in New Orleans. So subscribe to the podcast. Keep it locked here. Give us a good review, and we will catch up with you next time here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.